happy Mother's Day. We're glad you guys are all joining us. We thought we'd do something a little different because I know you're tired of seeing Doyle and Cody all the time. So we decided to get all the, some of the ladies together and just kind of have a chat about what it's like to be a mom, especially during this time. So I have with me today, Becky, who oversees our, she works in children, so a lot of you might not have seen her. She oversees our Rooted program and much, much more, but Rooted Kids is kind of her main, main place. And then Denise, a lot of you guys have seen her at the front doors and about in the lobby, and she oversees our first impressions, connection, getting you guys all all in the right spots. How Are you getting them all in the right spots? Oh, I am. Oh, okay. Okay. And we have Autumn, who oversees our community life, and she really does everything that has to do with groups. She does Rooted as well as she was, before she tagged on to Rooted, she also oversaw all of our women's groups which were hundreds of women. So probably thousands of people she tries to corral into groups. So welcome ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. So we passed out, if you, if you missed it, we got to do the bath bombs this weekend. So we did Mom, You're the Bomb. So we thought we'd kind of continue with that and tell when your mom, grandma, someone in your family <laughs> bombed on something. So Autumn, I feel like you've got it. Yeah, I have to be a little careful because there are some family stories that I have been banned from telling. <laughs> okay. But I will say my my mom is a really good sport and she she doesn't her big thing is she doesn't want to get left out of anything. Okay. And it doesn't matter if she doesn't want to do it, she doesn't want to get left out. So we go backpacking as a family a lot. But Aww, she is she not do. built to be a backpacker. And so when we get out into the wilderness her face swells up like really really Ooh. badly swells up and she, she can't carry things so we end up all taking all of her stuff and she ends up sick in her tent but if we leave her behind <laughs> we hear about it Poor so thing. I would say that's my mom's bomb is okay. that she she just does not handle the I feel bad so for well. her already I know but why doesn't she just stay home she comes with us no. FOMO yeah <laughs> definitely for sure, for sure. um for me, I'm going to agree with Autumn. It's a camping situation. My mom was our brownie leader, our Girl Scout leader. And so we went on a trip up to Carpentry up the coast. And so we get the tent set up. It's Mrs. Camp and it's um, Mrs. Hyler. Barely got the tent set up and the, the troop leaders were like, hey, head out to the beach, go play. And so all of us, 10 girls, headed out to play. And I don't know if you guys remember back in the days where there was tar on oh, the yeah. beach so um it, no. we were out there for a couple hours my mom calls us and hey girls come on in come on in we came in and we were like little white girls that turned black and the funniest thing is is she wasn't really prepared we weren't big into camping so she didn't have what she needed to take the tar off of our bodies oh, and so no. her and the co-leader actually figured out how to get gas out of the <gasps> car to use gas to clean us. Oh, no. Woo. Later on that evening, girls stay back, stay back from the barbecue, from the fire pit. <laughs> oh, my Fond memory. She's like literal, literal yeah. bomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you win. You guys are trying oh, blow up. Yes. Yes. You yes. win. I'm not even yes. going to go on this <laughs> round. I can't, I can't do more than blowing up. I think we'll just move on from this question. <laughs> Uh, mine was my mom really I didn't have a lot of great stories because she wasn't she didn't have a lot of bombs I would say but my grandmother it turned out to be sweet but it's one of those stories that everybody tells in the family 
She was getting older and starting to have slight dementia, but she was an amazing that lived on the farm. So everything she made from scratch, amazing. So she makes this beautiful chocolate cake and we're, I love chocolate cake. We're looking at it through the whole dinner. Like I cannot wait till we get to have this thing. I mean like three, four layers, amazing. Cuts into it, gives everybody a piece. And you see everybody start to eat and you kind of look around because oh, you no. don't want to, <laughs> like, you know, yes. she forgot the sugar. Oh. But, you know, we kind of were waiting for someone to break the ice. I look over at my grandfather and he, bless his heart, that's what Oklahoma's saying. He is eating it like it is the best thing he has ever eaten. So there was nothing to do but... You just try to like get down a few bites and this is amazing True and great. Love. Yeah. True love. I know it was so Definitely. sweet. I thought he so just sweet. was like whatever she made was amazing. So, so sweet. Doyle's gonna take some notes from that moving forward. <laughs> okay, so we talked about what our mom's bombed at. What's something that your mom is the bomb at? So growing up, my dad uh, went to school while we were still kids. He was going to school and going to university and then seminary, and he got his degree. So mm -hmm. he started ministry when we were probably in elementary age uh, already. Uh, I had two other siblings. And so my mom found herself uh, as a pastor's wife, and they were already well into their marriage, so it wasn't something that she had planned. And uh, she just really needed to find her gifting, but she was very detailed and very good at planning. And taking um, her gifts to the church was a really good way to just be part of that because people didn't have the means to pay for fancy weddings. But even all the way even down to my own, I remember my wedding, I felt like Princess Diana. Oh, because it, it was, precious. when I say detailed, like she just would think of the most detailed things and work through all of it. And it takes a lot of patience. If you've ever planned a wedding or ever planned a big event, you know that every little detail takes a lot of steps to put into place so that was the gift that my mom had and still has to this day is that she's just very detailed and would make everybody feel special whether they were a vip or not oh that's great. beautiful and we're going to see a picture of you as princess diana maybe okay, <laughs> okay. Yes. i'd like to see that too <laughs> that's just how i felt that day Aww. i'll go my mom is a great baker she and denise have to get together because she yes. will go to a yes. restaurant or anywhere and she my family can attest to this if she has something she'll go home and try to figure out how to make it mm -hmm. and I mean nothing is too hard mm -hmm. me I love to bake but I'm not that complicated I mean <laughs> involving yeast and rising <laughs> and several bowls and steps and she loves recipes to this day she will probably download five a day because download, did you hear me say that? She's 83 and she's still mm -hmm. downloading recipes. Yes. And on. I mean, it was just amazing. When I grew up, I thought it was normal that everybody had a homemade treat after school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we had cookies, cakes, whatever. She made something every mm -hmm. day that I can remember growing up. That was not my mom's treat. <laughs> <laughs> That's not her superpower? <laughs> no, my mom, my mom does not enjoy cooking. Okay. Um, but what she does really enjoy, and I've even noticed it um, now because we're living with my parents at, at, during this fun time in history, um, but she is a teacher. Uh, mm. She loves to teach, and I can see, I, so she, she homeschooled my brother and I uh, until we were in, I was in fourth grade and he was in sixth grade, wow. and um, I look at it as like this, like, just sacrifice that she made, mm. but I think she, she liked wow. it. I think she really, really enjoyed it. 
um, because I can see her now teaching my kids. And the things that I get frustrated with, like I think she used it as like a challenge. Like mm -hmm. she, you can just kind of see her light up, and it is absolutely her strength. And um, she is, she, she's an educator, so she actually now, she was not a, a teacher when she homeschooled us. Um, she had mm -hmm. a high school education, and um, but is incredibly intelligent. And so when I was in junior high, she went back to school and got her degree in occupational therapy. And then oh, wow. when I was in my sophomore year at UCLA, she was very, very proud of me for, for going to UCLA until she got accepted into a master's program at USC. Ah, yes. And since then, our house has been completely <laughs> divided, and I've had to constantly fight for my place as the supreme ruler. But I like how you got the UCLA in there, yeah. like, right from the very yeah, beginning. Yeah. You threw that in. So, um, But, yeah, so now she has gone on, and she has her, um, her PhD, or I think it's an EDD, but she has her doctorate in education now. Um, and I think sometimes people get educated beyond loving what they started with, but mm -hmm. she never did. And she's she's just really an incredibly uh, just compassionate and talented and mm -hmm. intelligent woman. So what a great story. Beautiful. Okay, for me, my mom was is so crafty. She's crafty. Wow. She's a seamstress. She um, loves to sew. Um, a lot of you guys know I have a twin sister, and she would make us. Uh, outfits like matching outfits. Aww. So there's so Please, many. Please, I hope pictures. we can put some pictures here. <laughs> I can pull a few pictures. I hope we can I have can that. pull a few pictures. So she basically made us all the same outfits, and even to this day, like she'll do these beautiful detail um, valentines for our whole family, wow. and our girls look forward to that every mm. every every year. Mm -hmm. So she is so crafty, talented. She's a quilter and just loves for Christmas this past year. She made us all these um, table runners and it was so beautiful because she talked to each of my girls and really did like the colors, what they were into, a little more modern, which was hard for her, wow. but um, really, really crafty is, is her giftedness and where she excelled by far. Okay, so we've talked about all these different things. What is it? Finish this sentence. I want to be like my mom, fill in the blank, but not the spiritual side yet. Just like what attribute, what does she do that you want to be like? Autumn? So I think my mom is really good at keeping her priorities straight. Uh, so I mentioned that she went back to school and, and, and so you might look at that like she had when she was in undergrad she was away from home three days out of the week she actually lived wow. in San Jose um, but when I look back on my childhood what I see is a mom who was present she mm. was there all mm -hmm. the time and right I get emotional because I think a lot of us as working moms we feel like we're torn away from our kids a lot and that we're not giving them enough attention or you know uh, what what they need from us and I look back at my mom and I say, and I think, you know what? She did what God called her to do, which mm. was to pursue the gifts that he had given her. And God took care of me in that. And so I feel like I'm doing what God has called me to do. And so I'm going to trust that he's going to take care of my family in that mm -hmm. as well. Um, but I think part of that was her priorities were always us kids, you know, were God, my dad, and us kids, and then everything else came after that. And so I feel if I can keep those priorities firmly in my heart, mm -hmm. um, 
that I can trust that God is going to take care of everything else. Mm -hmm. So Agreed. Denise, what do you think? Um, I would say for me, what I loved and my mom modeled so well was the gift, of, I want to say it's the gift of hospitality. And what I mean by that is growing up, my mom didn't work, my mom stayed home, and out of all of her friends, my parents, my mom was the only one home. My parents were the only ones that stayed married, more or less my mom staying home. And you guys, she would open the door every day to all the kids, like whether or not they were in our, our friend group or not, and loved them, and like you said, would have homemade treats ready, mm -hmm. and just went over and above just to build into us and to show friends she didn't even know just love and encourage them. I remember once um, we brought an eclectic group of kids home and um, she decided after a few weeks, we they all didn't have the proper etiquette, if you will. <laughs> and so my mom did, you guys, she literally did like an etiquette class with them oh, wow. and set the dining room table and taught them, sorry mom, proper etiquette that they can take take it to their future wow. and it was so beautiful just how she loved on them so much mm -hmm. and even to this day because we've all kept in touch via Facebook they all still like felt like she was a part of raising them and that's mm -hmm. one thing I've tried so hard to um, do as a mom myself that's great yes yes I think mine is very similar to Denise's where hospitality was a big thing too to this mm -hmm. day and this my mom thrives on they live on the east coast and it's cold 10 months out of the year maybe a little bit less but as soon as it's pool season they just mm -hmm. fix everything up and mm -hmm. she wants to cook mm -hmm. for everybody or just have everybody over right. and the older mm -hmm. she gets it's harder for her to prepare but she still mm -hmm. wants those doors open so that's one thing that I've tried to carry is just to always have an open door have uh, let my kids have a safe place to bring their friends mm -hmm. to I might have been guilty of teaching an etiquette class or two mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I blame NCL for that sorry um, but it's just it's that caring and that compassion mm -hmm. so that's something that I try to mm -hmm. to carry forward is mm -hmm. caring for others maybe even at the cost of some of their own you know uh, things yeah mine is gonna be funny um, <laughs> my what I admire or kind of aspire to my mom is 83 I think 83 84 I think this is true. and um, <laughs> I will pick her up at the airport to this day and she will be dressed to the T. It doesn't matter how excruciating the pain is to walk from the gate to wherever. She will be dressed like heels, the whole outfit, purse. She's got it all going on. It doesn't matter. This has been my whole life. This explains a lot, doesn't it? Yes, right it does. Right here, she's understood now. a lot about me. My whole life, it, she took me shopping. She always dressed amazing, and I mean, there is no pain that's not worth looking, <laughs> looking good. So I pick her up and I just have to have a little giggle every time because I'm like, Mom, you are dying. Like you, I, I'm gonna have to I carry know. you to the car because <laughs> yeah. you're in so much pain. But you look amazing, <laughs> you know. So and I just talked to her a couple of days ago, and you know, Oklahoma opened up and has hair salons Ooh. now. She had called way wow. before to say, I want to be first to go. And she's already gone. Mom, you're looking good. She's already gone. 
had everything done. So I'm like, hey, I want to still care about, I mean, mm -hmm. the deeper thing was she still cares, like how she looks and how she presents. And so I thought, I like that. I want to, I want to keep that, you know, mm -hmm. so. I love how you set that up. Okay, girls, I'm going to be funny now. <laughs> delve a little deeper so what is the spiritual impact that your mom has had on you what do you think what would you how would you answer that question Becky prayer mm. and I think that came from my grandmother passed down to my mom and mm -hmm. then to me um, prayer was always the foundation of everything so when things got out of control mm -hmm. or when things were great there was always we just had to pray. Like every, we would pray if my grandmother lost her glasses. You know, mm. Jesus, show me where I left my glasses. And <laughs> right. I used to think that's the funniest thing, Grandma. Like, right. But she said. But then what I really realized later is that it was because she prayed through everything. Mm -hmm. There was not anything that she didn't include God or Jesus in. And she would tell everybody about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so her boldness and faith. So I think it's kind of both. It's my grandmother and my my mother. Just the prayer and their witness. For me, kind of along that same vein, I would say for both my parents, but but my mom especially, is consistency. You know, we don't see a lot of that. Like, they were the same people. My mom was the same person outside of the house as inside of the house. We consistently knew we were going to go to church. These were the things we were going to do. Mom was going to have her prayer time in the morning. We are going to read our Bible. And they never wavered from that. It was a very simple uh, formula. But I, we knew that this is who we are, this is who my parents were, this is who my mom was, this was her faith. And it, it never was like, this is who I am at home, and this is who I I mean, we had our ups and downs, of course. Moms do. All you moms who are in quarantine right now, yes. you can just yes. take this as a pass right now. <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's that consistency of even in whether you're in quarantine or whatever you're doing, whatever happened in our, we had the good times and the bad times, but she was the same person throughout that. And I think that was really important for me to see. So I would say that I would, I have two things for my mom. Uh, one is a soft heart, and the second is to never stop growing in your faith. Mm -hmm. So my mom was not raised in a Christian home. She had a, <clears throat> A really tough childhood. Um, her, we have schizophrenia that runs in my family, which might explain some things to you guys. But, we didn't say it out loud. We were waiting for you. Yeah. So, um, so her father um, was schizophrenic and ended up in prison, um, and and she just she had she had a rough go of it growing up, and um, she accepted the Lord when she was 17 years old in the Jesus movement in you know uh, Southern California in someone's wow. garage. And, um, you know, she never let any of the hard things of her childhood harden her. Mm -hmm. um, she has, she is like, you know, mush on the inside. Like, she is wow. so, so kind and caring and compassionate. Um, and, and she's so strong. She's mm -hmm. so strong in all of that. And, um, and she hasn't let any of that stuff harden her. And so 
I think as you know, my response to things is always if, if I encounter um, hard times in life, I power up. Like I get through them with my will and my determination and my fierceness. And um, I think she gets through it with with a soft heart. And um, wow. and I would I really admire that about her. And that's something that she's really poured into me spiritually is just to be able to see the grace that she goes through that. And then um, the, the other side is that she has continued to follow Christ with her whole heart since she met him when she was 17. And, um, you know, she is so incredibly wise spiritually. Um, she knows her Bible back to front. Um, and it's not because she studied it when she was 17. It's because she started studying it when she was 17. And she studies it every single day um, up until now. And then teaches other people about it and you know has taught from from that time really until now and mm -hmm. so um, I am the beneficiary of both of those things you know of, of her soft heart and just her teaching I mm -hmm. from a, a, from my childhood I have just drunk in the word um, that has come from her and so um, yeah I mean I absolutely would not be the believer that I am the leader that I am if it wasn't because of her spiritual investment in my life. And um, I would agree because all of you guys have pointed out really how my mom is and how I was raised also. Mm -hmm. Prayer. Prayer was foundation for everything. Yes, I used to laugh over, I lost my lipstick. Let's pray. <laughs> Let's like, pray. really, mom? <laughs> truly, like, prayer right. was, like, really the most important. But then I agree with you, Connie, because every day she had her quiet day time. Every day she had her Bible open. Mm -hmm. Every day for you know a certain amount of time she worked on her Bible study. And the only thing I would say that's different that she gave to me is also the love for church. Mm -hmm. Because my mom passionately loved church. She loved helping. She loved volunteering. She loved being there and um, opening up our house to church. And so truly... She she taught me, and I'm going to agree with you, Autumn. I literally wouldn't be the person I am today without what she showed me, what she modeled for me. And it was a beautiful example, and I agree. Even to this day, it was so cute because my mom's getting up there a little older in age. And um, a couple months ago, she's like, Denise, I have decided I do not care for the book of Romans. And I'm like, Mom, foundational conversations about God's word and what God is doing mm. and so truly has um, has put me in I am who I am because of her mm. definitely definitely pass the book of Romans love the book of <laughs> <laughs> mom that's funny for me I think like growing up it was consistency and the faith and all those things and and really watching her read her Bible, do her daily quiet time every day. I mean, I really, she modeled that for us. Mm -hmm. And so we, that, along with prayer, taking us to church, it wasn't an option. It wasn't an optional experience. No. We were going to go, and she had that. Um, you know, there were just, like, things that we grew up that this is what we do. And so um, it, it, really, it really gave that consistent, this is what we do as a Christian family. And then it was individually, this is what you need to do. And they really also, my mom made sure that that was something that we owned and that we realized that we couldn't live off their faith. 
But I think for me, I was thinking about this, and let's see if I can make it through here. The best modeling my mom has done by far, I'm already getting choked up, <laughs> is when my father got sick. And when someone gets sick, you really see who they're made of. Because the caregiver, the responsibility on the caregiver is so extreme because they have to be the cheerleader and the medical, the nurse and the this and all these things. And I watched her stand by his side during these, you know, he had throat cancer, he had never smoked. It was a very unusual illness for him to have. And it's kind of very brutal also. In the end, you know, he couldn't even speak, he couldn't speak. And so I saw like in the hospital, even how he relied upon her. We were all there. And of course I was willing to make any decision, you know, that needed to be made. We were talking to the doctors and he would say, or like, you know, we'd got where he could write on the iPad. He would say, what does your mom think? Mm -hmm. You know, like at each, when we'd face something. Mm -hmm. And I just saw her being his strength, you know? And I thought, wow, I hope like I learned through that, like what it means to care for someone. And even to the very end, and we'll see if I make it through here, even at the very end when he, you know, it looked like it was at the end and kind of his last moments, he looked to her and I guess I wasn't, I didn't make it there in time, but his eyes got really wide and big and she said, do you see heaven? And he said, yes. And she mm -hmm. said, okay, it's go. Wow. And he did. Wow. <laughs> and wow. it's like, even in that, she was willing to, to the very end. You know, so for me, it's like that's a model of what it looks like to finish well, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. So I thought it was yes. just an amazing gift to see, yes. to walk through that together. Yes. 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 Thank you for sharing. Okay, anybody else now that I've totally, <laughs> I'm not the crier in the group now that I've totally broken down here. Oh, <sighs> it's good stuff. I, it, I think... I think what we all have in common is we just have matriarchs in the faith, mm -hmm. right? That were yes. strong examples for us. Yes. And so I spoke about my grandmother earlier, and my grandmother really set the stage for generations of mm -hmm. us after. And I even can see it in my daughter already, how she didn't even get to know my grandmother. But because my grandmother was so faithful, I feel like God has honored mm -hmm. and blessed us with that gift. Yeah. because. Mm -hmm. I miss my grandmother. My grandmother passed a few years ago. She had Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So the, the end, if, if you've lost anybody to Alzheimer's, you know that at the end, they're not who they were their whole lives. So I had kind of already said goodbye to my grandmother two years before she even passed because she was just a shadow of herself. Mm -hmm. So I remember the day that she passed, I actually rejoiced. I, everybody probably thought I was crazy at her funeral, but I mm -hmm. gave the happiest eulogy because I knew that there was and that's what she had passed to us, that there was nothing more that she wanted than to be with Jesus. She would dream of, the, she would talk about Jesus with such passion as if he were sitting right yeah. next to her. Yeah. And she, we would get in a taxi cab, because in Brazil it was common, we'd get into a taxi cab, and she'd ask the cab driver, do you know Jesus? Like, you couldn't take her anywhere. And when I was a teenager, that was pretty embarrassing, by the way. But it was just that legacy. So just knowing that we have strong... Um, like she's their matriarchs you know we have our patriarchs and we have our matriarchs and I think having strong women of faith that go ahead of us really impacts who we are so I think that um, one of the things that you guys have all mentioned about uh, consistency uh, of what your mom added so my mom spiritually did not leave anything up to chance in my life like she uh, did not ever just send me to church and say, okay, you take care of my daughter. 
Um, she was my Sunday school teacher. Mm -hmm. She was involved in youth group all the way through. I mean, she was there at every wow. event. She opened up yeah. our home. They had Bible studies mm -hmm. in our home. Yep. We sat in and listened on their Bible studies. Mm -hmm. We went wow. to big church. We went to kids' church. Right. Yep. You know, like you said, yep. it wasn't optional. Right. Um, nope. And there were many times, many, many times that I said, Mom, I don't want to go to church mm -hmm. this weekend. Mm -hmm. This is your, even in college, when I come home from the, on the weekends and they'd say, <laughs> yep. uh, and I'd say, yep. I, I don't need to go. I have my church back home. Well, if you are in this house, you are getting up right. at, yep. you know, 9 right. o'clock on Sunday yep. morning and going mm -hmm. to church with us. Yep. Right. And and um, I mean, I tried yeah. to talk her into letting me go to my friend's church, and they yeah. said, no, this is our church right. that we go to as a family, family. and when mm -hmm. the doors are open, you right. will be yep. there. And um, and I I mean, I, I walked away from the Lord in college. Um, I, would, I didn't follow him faithfully for the first, like, three years of, of college, and she thinks it's UCLA's fault, but, you know. <laughs> I, I can see that. Really I can better. see that. No, um, but, but even through that, she, she um, was with me every step of the way, <laughs> nagging me to get myself and get my yes. life back mm -hmm. on, yep. on track, mm -hmm. and really, it was that foundation. Yep. I, I liken it to, I felt like I was, like, literally chained into the palm of God's yep. hand, Absolutely. and I kept trying to throw myself off the edge, <laughs> but my chain was too short, um. and so that foundation that they, that she and my dad, um, had planted in yes. my life, it, it mm -hmm. kept me grounded and it kept me from being able to wander away. Even when I tried really hard to, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just was miserable. Wow. And yeah. so um, I finally, I would just say, I just gave in to God and said, mm -hmm. okay, this is this is what my life is going to right. look like. And, and I believe that your way is the best. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, yeah. That's great. Train up a child. Hi. Train up a child. Yeah. It's Mother's Day weekend, and we have a lot of moms out there who are probably not feeling very special mm -hmm. this weekend mm -hmm. because they are going through this uh, lockdown. And I think for moms, we would call it a lockdown, right? Yes. yes. And yeah. um, they have young kids, from young kids to teenagers at home, and it's getting long. What would you guys, do you have something you'd like to say to them today? I'd like to say that you know, we've all shared different experiences here and that there's not a one-size-fits-all mm -hmm. because I'm listening to our different upbringings and, I, you know, we're all sitting here and I, I know I had a very different experience from what Autumn shared earlier and it was a, just a different approach. And so all of that to say is that there's not a one-size-fits-all mm -hmm. and that we don't have to follow a pattern. And so to give ourselves, like, just have some grace mm -hmm. with ourselves and to... If you just tune into Jesus and that's your foundation and prayer and go to the word, mm -hmm. if the word doesn't tell you what to do with your child, it's going to at least make you feel better because mm -hmm. yeah. you're going to find yeah. promises in there for you. So I would just say don't try to live up to some kind of level of perfection during this season or ever, but especially during this season because this is not the way things normally go and, and you, you can't hold yourself to a standard that God doesn't even hold you to. He just wants you to hold on to him. I would, I would piggyback on that and say, in addition, don't try to hold your friends to your standard. Yes. Um, because I've noticed, you know, when you're, when you first have kids, when they're really little, you very quickly learn that there are some issues that you agree to disagree with on friends and I have had to relearn that through this quarantine because I have different perspectives on 
the way that I should be behaving, the way that my family should be behaving. And I found myself when my friends were expressing a different opinion of mine, being so angry with them <laughs> at my heart and like trying to convince them of my way of thinking. And I finally realized like this friend has been through it with me. If they want to behave in a certain way with their family, that's okay. That's their their choice, their family, and right. I can still be their friend in this. Yes. And right. so Absolutely. just as we extend grace to ourselves, yes. we also need to extend yes. grace to our community yes. and recognize yes. we're all just trying to survive this. Absolutely. And get through it. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. And um, I agree. For me, I feel my advice would be make sure you take time for yourself because right now everyone is at home. You guys from sunrise to past sunset, everyone's in everyone's business. And truly, to take time for yourself, take time in the word, like what you said, Becky, and not miss it because that is what's going to get us through this time. You guys, even if you have to put on your nicer jammies and go sit in the bathroom, take a moment for yourself. Which is good advice for all the dads out there that are listening. <laughs> I'm going to say the best gift you can give through this is like an hour is going to seem like 12 hours to your wife. Mm -hmm. If you can give it to them, they really need this time. They're going to be a new woman. And it's going to be amazing. And don't make them pay for it afterwards. Right. Like, right. I, oh, I agree hour, with like, that. Do the yes. yes. See the dishwasher. Right. Wash the kids' faces. Put make them in dinner. dinner. So when they come back, they don't have to like make right. up for it. Right. Don't try to do this alone. Yes. Um, God yes. did not put one single person on this earth. He always put us with a, a partner, you know. And so um, maybe maybe you're not married. And so God has given you this church and this mm -hmm. community yes. that is here to help you through all of this. And so I think that's one of the hardest things about this shutdown is that we all feel so isolated and alone. But know that even in this, our church is here. And we have Absolutely. safe, healthy ways for you to still be connected in community and for the people in our church to be able to wrap their arms around you. So don't be alone. Join a group. Um, get Great. plugged into our church even in this situation. Don't wait for us to come back um, before you get plugged in. Do it now. Great. Yeah, I want to piggyback on that because... Um, as we've been calling some families, I've noticed that some of you feel like you shouldn't need to ask for help because you're healthy, somebody's still working in the household, but that doesn't mean you don't have other challenges. Mm -hmm. So if I had to say anything, I would piggyback on what Autumn is saying and don't think there's anything that's too small or too petty. Um, if you're struggling, the suicide hotline and depression hotline are they're up by 800 plus percent. Mm. So people are struggling and maybe it's just different things. Maybe it's not about the virus or not about finances, but something else is going on and you feel like you can't talk about that right now. But we're here to say, take, pick up the phone, call us, let somebody know that, that you need help or you just need to talk. And you know, we talked about spending one hour alone Maybe you just need to sit on the phone with somebody that's not in your house and talk for an hour, and that might be all you need. About them. About them. Maybe you just need to get it all off your chest. So we're here for you. Don't do it alone, and, and at the very least, prayer. Don't forget to pray. And Denise and her team have done a great job, especially for people that are impacted that are at home alone. Yes because we've talked a lot about moms, but it's equally hard, a lot of women especially, because it seems like we have a lot of widows and that we know. And if you're 
I mean, it's lonely. You were lonely before and now you can't even go out. So again, we want to take the same amount of care and I know Denise and her team have been doing a lot, but if you're like, hey, nobody's come by, nobody's called me, nobody's, we want to be there. We want to be there for you. You just have to let us know. So I think that's our biggest message today, right? Yes. Is we want to help you. And there's other people in our in our church. Everybody want, Everybody's saying, how can I help? What can I do? We have lots of people. It's not just the four right here. <laughs> We have we're, we represent hundreds of people behind us. They just picked yes. us because we're the most beautiful, and so they wanted to. I don't know about that. It's only taken us ten hours to film this. So really, <laughs> we're, good. we're great. We're great. We're amazing. We're hoping collectively, and if you're yes. a single mom, listen. We want to help you find someone that can give you some relief. Yes. So let us know. That's also why we're here as a church, yes. right? So if you're struggling and you're out there and you're going, that's great, but I'm on my own, let us know and let us help you because it is your day, but it's not just this weekend. We know that this is getting long. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo what they're saying. Give yourself some time. Spend time with God and just some time for yourself, mm -hmm. right? It'll change your life. Change. Yes. Yes. Thanks, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you.